put earbuds in your butt. Just because they sound like butt doesn't mean they go in your butt. That's where I went wrong, I That's guess. That's right. Now clean off your earbuds <laughs> and let's do a goddamn show. Damn it. <laughs> the following show is for mature audiences only. Listener discretion is advised. And if you don't like it, please go fuck yourself. One, two, three, four. Do you feel your sex life is quite lame? Scared that your desires might be strange? Come and join the kinky world of play. Hello and welcome to the Perverted Podcast, the show where we explore the adventures of the kinky lifestyle sex and the human mind. <laughs> Recording live tonight on Zencaster for show 307. I'm Kathy where my earbuds are the right place right now. <laughs> that is good. <laughs> I am so proud of you. Thank you. You get a gold star, goddammit. <laughs> I am Count Boogie and this is going to be a hell of a show, Kathy. A, a hell of a show? A hell of a show. I went to dark places. I went to happy places. Mm. I stayed in the dark places. I came out of the dark places. But it was really good. But you know what cheered me up? What? I'm glad you asked, Kathy, because I'm going <laughs> to goddamn well tell you. Thanks for being a good straight man for me. <laughs> sure. I was driving down the street, <laughs> and I'm like, I wonder if the sex swing that I hung up on the tree on Van Owen Boulevard is still there. Uh-oh. And sure enough, it was. I don't know if homeless people are using the sex swing, but it's still there and uh, no one's grabbed it yet. Usually everyone grabs my stuff that I put out there, but uh, the sex swing is still, I just hung it on a tree in the middle of a boulevard because, you know, I'm getting rid of stuff and some things people just don't take. It's missing a couple bolts, so just put it out there. But there was no dead body on the ground. There was no blood, and it's still there. So cheered me up. So I guess what I'd like to know is, is it is what I'm hearing correct? One of the ways you have of purging the storage unit is that you hang stuff randomly on trees throughout the San Fernando Valley. Is that what you're doing? Kathy, that is exactly what I'm doing. And God damn it, it's a lot of fun. Uh, if you're going to purge things that you want, I want to know that at least I got a joke out of it. Because you know, this Van Owen Boulevard is pretty one of the main boulevards in the San Fernando Valley. Right. And I want to know, and it's in an open space against a large wall, you know, and so you can see it. And I just want to, like, I can only imagine, at least out of the hundreds of cars that have driven by, uh -huh. at least one of them, out of the corner of their eye, had to go, is that a fucking sex swing? Oh, my God. No. No, it couldn't. <laughs> oh, I worked too hard today. <laughs> and just kept driving and pretended like nothing happened. That's why that cheered oh me up. I'm sure they're like... One too many mochaccinos. I'm starting to see things. <laughs> I'm starting to see things. Now then, if the homeless people would have used it, um, which would have been the better hope, that uh, that would have been a sight to see that maybe. That is actually the more disturbing thought because there, it, that is if the reason that it's still there is because whoever saw it thought they'll get more use out of it by letting it <laughs> hang there and bring their girl over. 
I don't know that I want to know that. That would be amazing. I mean, it would be completely illegal, and we don't support that on Perverted Podcast. But if, on the off chance, someone was feeling slightly illegal, they wanted to go do, like, exhibition play at 2 in the morning and have sex in a sex swing that's hanging on a tree on a main boulevard in a valley... I don't know. I can't say I don't think that's awesome. Right, right. I see what you're saying. It was Hmm. far more entertaining than being tortured at the DMV today. Oh. How was your week, Kathy? Well, I had a story that I thought was pretty bad, but you beat me out there because that's a pretty terrible story. I want to hear your terrible story, Kathy. I'm pretty sure your life is more terrible than mine. No. We're vying for who has the more competition. <laughs> Perverted Podcast host competition. Whose life sucks more? Perverted Podcast at gmail.com. Send us an email and let us know out of these two stories which one of us sucks more. Kathy, go. Okay. Creative Explorer and I did not get together Saturday because he was gaming all day somewhere away and, oh. and I had a bunch of stuff to do and I was getting my second vaccine. Okay. So I go get my second vaccine. I do all the errands I have to do. My sister and I are very productive that day. I, you know, I miss him. I liked, I like our routine. You know how you, you get into a routine and you're used to sex at a certain time on a certain day. And you're like, I, I can do this. I, I'm not a child. You, you know, I can wait until Sunday. Uh, I went there on Sunday. We got together. It was fun. We had breakfast. Uh, he had a couple of errands to run too. So we went out at noon I would get back to his place and I'm thinking to myself, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, okay, now, down to dick, and I'm like, okay, I'm going to start ratting out, and I have no choice, but to, and I'm like, I'm really, really getting tired, what is, I feel really cold, I'm all, hey, can we turn the heat up in here? Oh, it's getting no. really cold. And I'm like, I'm shivering. He goes, it's 74 in here. Oh, well, you know, I'm just going to get a, a sweater. I'm just going to put that on. And maybe I'll get a blanket and throw that over me, too, because I can't stop shaking. Oh, no. <laughs> he goes, okay, I'm going to go for a walk. By the time he gets back from his hour walk, oh. I've got my entire king size blanket wrapped around me. I'm shaking so hard I can't stop. I'm like, I just, I think I need to go lie down. And I just pass out. <laughs> no. Uh, I get up like every two hours. I'm like, it's so cold. And he's trying to get me to eat something. I'm like, no, I don't want anything. I just got to go back to bed. I passed out at around nine o'clock sweated the entire night, woke up the next morning, went to bed. I'm all, well, that was a weekend. Not oh, <laughs> too happy oh, about. Your but, life oh. is more horrible. When you're expecting dick and the vaccine they give you, gives, gives you, you massive oh. chills and body aches, headache, my neck. It was horrible. I hated it. Yeah, I got mine. Uh, but also, uh, you know, not to top you, but as we both know in the news, I'm going to die of like a fucking barrage of midget blood clots um, any because t- I, I got the Johnson and Johnson and it also made me sick as a dog. But I only had one shot. So I got mine like literally a few hours uh, later. But when it came on, it was just like, oh, boy, like, isn't it great, Kathy? This is what's great about you and I. This is what's what? great. Like 
I don't believe in the universe, you know, and fuck that it has some plan or some bullshit, but it is kind of fishy mm-hmm. that we have a show that kind of relies on our shitty lives to entertain our our pittance <laughs> of an audience, you know? And so out of the 30 people that I know that got vaccines, maybe two of them had a reaction at all other than a sore arm. But isn't right. it funny that you and I, the two hosts <laughs> of Perverted Podcast, both got our asses fucking handed to us by the same fucking vaccine so we could uh, then share our miserable lives on Perverted Podcast. I don't know. I think I'm ready to convert back to Christianity. It is it is compelling evidence you just gave us there, Bookie. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> but probably slightly anecdotal. I understand that. I understand. It's just a little funny. You know, either that or once again, it's the CIA that's like, how do we fuck these kids up? Maybe this is like our QAnon fucking chemtrails conspiracy that like the government mm. is specifically seeing the potential good of perverted podcast and how much greatness we could do helping people discover themselves and open up about their sexuality and not be repressed, which means they're not going to, you know, do all this commercialism. Blah, 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 blah. Could be, man, you are in paranoid city today. Yeah. 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 When is that different I, I from yesterday? Is, is that, is that they, they sent some weird mind controlling shit through that, Elevator music from the DMV. Jesus Christ. And it's messed with your head. Oh my God. That's I what totally it is. I totally am seeing aliens right now. I am totally <laughs> aliens with pancakes. Fed life is the place where unicorns play, but then they fuck each other in the ass with their horns because that's the kind of freaky shit that happens on Fed Life. For your peace of mind, please know the author of every post we talk about is specifically granted us permission to do so. Today I have a post by Sparkle Boy and Z because he's sparkly. I'll tell you, Sparkle Boy. Sparkle Boy is a great superhero sidekick name. I bet you he owns a lot of confetti. Maybe, but if he has a cape, and I would like him to send a picture. And glitter. God damn it. Okay. We we want glitter and we want a cape, dude. All right, it's not enough that you wrote a post and you gave us permission for it. We want the pictures. <laughs> send them to us or we'll keep harassing your name. <laughs> Us. All right. Come now, Sparkle Boy. Let us go fight crime. <laughs> Magic power of how sparkles. Want, <laughs> how would you want to bet he's going to come up with a cape with sparkles? He probably says, does. He's sparkle all. Sparkle Boy and Z. He's all, God damn it, Mike. Disguise is no longer effective. <laughs> all right. Now that we've made fun of his name, let's go on to his post. Good, it's good, called good, good. The Golden Rule is Wrong. <laughs> wow, that's some that's some balls he's got there. No, it's not. Golden... No, it's <laughs> not. Right. He says, it's drilled into us from early childhood on. Treat others the way you want to be treated. It's simple, easy to understand and live by, but it's also wrong. Of course, at its core, it's just about treating each other with kindness, respect, and dignity. That's a great starting point. But anyone who yearns to be on either side of the slash knows intuitively that there is something off about the good old golden rule. Seriously, if I walked around treating people the way I want to be treated, I'd be some kind of abhorrent sex pest, to put it in its most charitable representation. 
I think the rule could do with a little modification. Treat others the way they wish to be treated. Caveat number one, if what they want violates what you want, default to kindness. Caveat number two, just because they want to be treated a certain way by some does not mean that they want the same treatment from you. If in doubt, default to kindness. What could this rule be called? The consent rule. Ah, hmm. I don't know. Nah, 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 nah. Ah, that's interesting. Good job, Sparkle Boy. <laughs> you can fly off to New Zealand. Quick to the glitter mobile. To this flash of glitter. <laughs> With some good pimp music in the background. But the glitter mobile has to have like half pimp fur and half sparkles, you know, because, you know, that's just, I think it would look better. That's true. I yes, loved this post. That's when I saw it. Just the name because it's, I'm not going to say it's a peeve or a rant, but it is surely something that a lot of people default to, like in dealing with life. You know, there's all these things with life and they say, you know what? I pretty much just default to the golden rule. I've heard it. I, I, I've heard it many, many times from many, many adults. And, and just like the poster said, this was a proverb that is like a generalized idea to teach children about personal responsibility and how your actions affect others. Like things like don't hit because you wouldn't like it. Don't call people names because you wouldn't like it. Don't take people's things because you wouldn't like it. And I think that's a wonderful little little proverb. But at some point, the generalization no longer works when what this poster talks about is that other people's needs and desires may be different than your desires and not just in kink. This is, this goes really, really dark for me before I go really dark on how I'm a piece of shit and had to learn about this rule. What are your thoughts? Oh man, I, I want, I was all ready for a dark boogie. Oh, don't worry. He's coming. Okay. Um, yeah, I kind of had a, I, I get what he, where he's going. I mean, I had similar realizations when I was younger. I, I went through a spell. Uh, I'm going to say, you know, older teens into early adulthood where I was doing a lot of stuff that wasn't. Oh God, I don't know how to make, I'm not going to, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Okay. I think I wasn't, I was pissing off my friends. So I would give people gifts and they would give me weird looks like, why did you get me this? And, and I would treat people, I don't know, the way I want to be treated. And they'd be like, why, why did you behave that way? And honestly, it took me a while to realize I'm doing this wrong because I, I'd never really heard of the golden rule. But I knew that I wanted to treat, make people feel good the way I want to feel good. Sure. So the the gift thing was a big thing for me. I love getting gifts and I would get friends gifts and I always got a very weird look from them. And I just, it took me because I'm dim-witted and, and hard-headed and it takes a lot for, <laughs> to get through to me to realize, really, it took me years and years to realize I'm not a good gift giver because every time I do that, I'm thinking, what would I like? Right. As stupid as that sounds, it took me a long time to, to figure that out. And I started to look back over my history. I'm all, oh my God, that stupid little doodad. I got that. My friend, I loved that thing. They fucking hated it. Did I ever even take time <laughs> to figure out what it was they wanted? No. <laughs> I, the amount of money I've wasted on stupid gifts. Oh, that's funny. So I... 
Yeah, I I realized in that was a very strange path for me to to realize and understand that if you to be a good friend, you really kind of have to find out what your friend wants and what how they want to be treated and the things that they enjoy doing and what they want to do on their birthday. It's not all about you. I mean, it came from a good place. I mean, I really genuinely wanted to be a good friend, but it just didn't work for me. I've never, as I later on, as I found out with that rule, man, I never liked it. I thought I, I get, but just like you, Boogie, when you, you say it's a way to teach kids don't do this and don't do that. I think the golden rule is more about what not to do, not so much what to do. Right, right. And I think in general, so, like you, you tapped on it that at its at its at its base, there are good intentions there. That that yeah. it's it's a lovely proverb. It's like I said, it's great to start with, but it was never meant to be like an absolute you know, law in navigating all your relationships and human behavior. But it's it was a good starting point to start the conversation about thinking of others other than just yourself. But, you know, like humans, mm -hmm. we like to compartmentalize. And so we'll take a shitty cliche. And then, you know, that's the least amount of work that we have to do. You know, we just live by this little cliche and then we can go through life thinking we're OK. And everyone else is the problem when it gets darker, which I will talk about now. Um, oh, no. Well, I mean, this for me, this is why I connected with this. And what was what was the hardest about it is I have an example. And I'm glad I learned this. And I'm so glad that I got into the BDSM kink lifestyle where I've learned so much about behavior and thinking of other people and stuff like that, because I ha we have to. We have to negotiate. We have to have these conversations. You can cause a whole bunch of shitty damage if you don't. And I know this for a fact for myself because I did cause damage when I first got here. And I thought I was Mr. Hip Slick and Cool Communicator Guy. I really, since 15 years old, I was leading tough love meetings and, you know, uh, you know my drug programs and whatever. And I thought I, I, I really the fucking suck my own dick for a lot of years thinking that I was a great communicator and I wasn't. And the example that I have to think about, which is very unflattering, I might've shared pieces of it on the show is my first DDLG relationship that I had when I got into the lifestyle. And I'm pretty sure you remember uh, the woman that I was with. And she was mm -hmm. awesome, and we started this, like, daddy little girl thing. Now then, here's the problem. I was raised in a house with a lot of abuse and a lot of screaming, and that was how everyone communicated. It was guilt, shame, hitting, screaming. It was loud, it was violent, and it was constant. So when I talk with people, as we have all seen me for six years, I get ranty. I get aggressive. I may not be directing like hate towards you, but I get very self-righteous and opinionated and I get loud about asserting my point. Mm -hmm. And and for me, I'm like, that's restraint compared to what I experienced as a child. Right. That's not what I and 
my partner that I was with, the little girl that I was supposed to be a nurturing daddy to, I would talk like this and she would get like real scared and upset, even if it wasn't directed at her. And she'd be like, you're scaring me. This is uncomfortable. Why are you so angry at everything? You're angry at so many things. And I, in my brain, I was like, what are you talking about? This is restraint. I'm doing great. I'm restraining myself. I'm not, you know, I'm not screaming, fuck you, bitch, or, you know, any of this. Yeah, I get a little heated and I'm like, you know, kind of rah, but I'm not hitting you, you know, outside of King. Um, I'm doing pretty good. But there was something that was really missing. The golden rule doesn't apply in that situation because she was raised in a house that had no screaming and there was no hitting. And so the level that I was at, even what I felt was restrained, was still 10 levels beyond what she could deal with. Right. And so it caused damage and it hurt her and it upset her. And I couldn't, I had to finally, once I got, you know, after that relationship, I went back to being a drunk and then I had to get sober and go through the process and do all the inventories and writing work and whatever. And then discover that just because it's a restraint for me, I wasn't paying attention to what her needs were. I wasn't finding out what her level was and then either adapting to that or very honestly saying, you know what, I'm an aggressive person. We shouldn't be in a relationship because this is how I am, which is now how I am. Like Mew, she doesn't give right. a shit. I rant or whatever. She just fucking thumb fucks her, her fucking flashcards for med school. She just, you know, <laughs> completely ignores me when I'm self-righteous against the I've world. I've seen her ignore you when you're going off. <laughs> just completely. I'm like, oh, 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 righteous and this is wrong. I should be Darth Vader. God damn it. Blah, 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 blah. And that's fine. That's fine to negotiate. I'm an aggressive person and, and, you know, I talk very, you know, passionately about whatever. Or I'm just a fucking asshole. Either way. But what was wrong is to not listen. And even with Mew, there's a lot of times I've had to apologize because I'm just so angry at other shit. She doesn't deserve to be around that. Right. And I've had to apologize. And I've had to go lower. I've had to calm myself more and learn how to be less of a piece of shit. And that was really mm -hmm. hard. And do you know that FetLife doesn't delete a single goddamn email you write for your entire history of being on FetLife? What do you mean emails? Messages that people send if you? If you go into your inbox and you scroll down, 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 down. It took me 20 minutes to go back 11, 12 years when I started FetLife. And Ricky, I, why aren't you deleting your messages? I don't know. Are you supposed to delete that shit? I ain't fucking got time. Ain't nobody got time don't to delete no messages. like you don't know this. I have to go into our perverted podcast Gmail account every week or so and delete all the emails that we get. And don't tell me that you don't look in there and go, huh, they're all gone. And I know. Well, that's in the accident? Gmail. I'm talking about FetLife. It's an email. You've got to delete them. Oh, my God. I can't believe you've never deleted them. No, there's like like shit there. Like half of those accounts are all closed or whatever. But I want But haven't you seen the perverted podcast messages? Yeah, it goes, it, goes, go. no, it goes down pretty far. I haven't looked how far back. But, yeah, my, my personal no. one goes back 13 years. And I can see. And it was hard because I'm like, 
I'm going back just to see if that person's still active. They haven't been active in like three years because I'm like, when we broke up and it was a hard breakup, it was not a closure breakup because like I said, the communication was just not there. I would never be in that type of relationship again. Um, I said, I, these are the things that I've run, you know, and I want to shut up because she was the person that I invented, not invented, but we started doing table meetings and that's the few times that we did them. It was incredibly powerful and we, you know, we did good work because we sat at the table and there's no dynamic and we talked. Um, she wanted nothing to do with me. She didn't want to tell me what she thought was shitty about me. She's like, goodbye. I'm, you know, once it was over, it was over. And, uh, and I had to sit with that and go, what it, how much of that is me? And if I would have just lived by the golden rule, I would have been able to go, well, you know, I don't care if someone yells and screams around me. I kind of like that. Kathy and I do that fucking every week. <laughs> yeah, we do, don't we? <laughs> it's kind of cool. Well, I like aggressive. I like it when we fuck, get in there and fucking mix it up. You know, as long as there's no blows or no blood, hey, it's fucking good. It's good, good, good old fashioned rough and tumble right. communication. But that's not how mm-hmm. everyone works. And I had to go back and look at that person that I was. And I felt really shitty. I was like, how many people do I hurt because I don't spend the time to know what their right. personal that's limits quite are? A, quite a lesson there, my friend. Yeah. Hmm. About <laughs> to hang myself next to that goddamn sex swing. <laughs> don't hang yourself from the sex swing. How many times do I have to tell you? Well, <laughs> a few. But it was dark. I saw fights with other people through. I mean, I didn't read any of them and open them because if you open it, you have to start all the way over and scroll for 20 minutes to get down. But I saw things and fights that I had with Fauna, like when I stopped uh-huh. Taco Bunny, you know, and fights I had with. And then I remembered stupid shit that I was all butthurt about when I first started because I'm like, it's not supposed to be that way. You're supposed to talk to me for, you know, and just embarrassing, embarrassing thing, which I'm grateful for the fact that if you can look back 11 years and you're not completely embarrassed by half the shit you said, you haven't grown. Oh, yeah. I'm so embarrassed about so much stuff. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? So in a sense, you're relieved because you're like, well, at least I uh, don't don't do that anymore. I just I'm still astounded uh, by the fact that you don't delete shit. I, I can't believe that. I don't delete shit. Hang on a sec. We have a visitor. Hey, Mew. What's going on? We're recording this show right now with Kathy. Say hi. Mew. Mew, Mew. Mew, Mew. Are you doing good in, are you doing good in med school, Mew? Mew. Oh. This is so cute. That's neurobiology, Mew, right there. Neurobiology. <laughs> neurobiology is a not happy Mew. Oh, it's so cute. Well, Mew, we love you. Can I, I'm going to call you back in a little bit, okay? Mew, mew. All right, I love you. Aw. Man, if I had done that with Creative Explorer, you would have been, get off the fucking phone! I would, oh, I'd love to talk to Creative Explorer. <laughs> and, and Creative Explorer came on the show, and you held it up the phone, and he went, mew, 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 mew. <laughs> I think that would be amazing. That would, I would totally that. <laughs> make my day. What are you talking about? <laughs> mew, 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 game, mew, mew. Mew. 
New game, Mew, board Mew. Game, board game, Mew. Board game, Mew. <laughs> which means, Catherine, come in, service my cock with Cheetos, Mew. It's shorthand for all that. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> well, thank you to Sparkle Boy for letting us use that very, very uh, interesting post. Good job, Sparkle Boy. Back to the Sparkle Mobile. <laughs> Love to read your letters. Hope it never stops. We're gonna read your letters on perverted mailbox. I got two emails to share with you, Boogie. Are you ready? I would love to hear what them kids got to say. All right. Our first one is from Anonymous, who writes to us and says, I've been listening for about four years now. Hearing about the journeys both of you have been experiencing inspired me to finally reach out to you. I decided to come out to my family about my love life as well as the fact that I identify as queer. I have dealt with intense religious programming my entire life and my parents still very much live according to those strict rules. Although they didn't reject me outright, they don't understand me and admit that they don't even want to try. This pandemic has forced everyone to evaluate what is truly important at this moment. And for me, it has been a massive lesson in emotional self-reliance and healing the traumas I've been too traumatized to deal with for years. Just yesterday, I broke down emotionally because there's only one person in my life who truly understands me at the deepest levels, and that is my partner, whom I'm physically separated from right now. But I realize that right now, I have to provide myself with the love I need. It's given me so much comfort hearing that both of you have been dealing with similar changes and confronting fears and accepting new realities. Thank you for being evangelists for the strange and kinky and misunderstood souls of the world. And thank you for being family whom I never actually met. Also, could you please play alligator balls on the next show? It's one of the (laughs) best boogie jingles of all time. Well, I think I read that. Wasn't this an old email, like from like six years ago or something? It's not from six years ago. It is from like six weeks ago, because every time I go to read emails, you're like, no, no, I got too much stuff. Enigma's going to be talking on the show. Okay, you're right. You're right. Push it back. You're right. You're right. You're right. Because I remember I just slipped alligator balls into an episode a couple months ago when I was editing. Just like, oh, yeah, this person wanted your alligator balls. But that's wonderful. I didn't remember the email. Well, God damn it! First <laughs> off, and most importantly, glad to have you in the family, motherfucker. Glad to have you in the family. Mm. Glad that Kathy and I's miserable lives and fighting to take care of ourselves has uh, given you a sense of support because you said it all perfectly. That self-reliance, when there is nobody else around, you can sit there and cry yourself a river, or you can take care of yourself, and I'm really, really proud of you. I think it's amazing that you have decided to take the effort to be good to yourself and take care of yourself. Bravo. Alligator balls hanging real low, dragging on the bottom of the bayou. Always getting stuck on a log or rock, fish biting at them all day. Mm-hmm. I, I agree, and every time, I, I have to tell you, I have such a hatred, a fucking hatred of this delusion that we all live in when we see um, 
like famous personalities, movie stars, anybody, models, uh, anybody that we look at in the media that looks perfect, acts perfect, seems to have a perfect life. And we have this notion that we've got to compare ourselves to them. We have to live up to that. And if we don't, our lives aren't as great. When in reality, the people who have it all together, who actually look that good without the makeup and the lenses and all that shit, are so small compared to the rest of us who are fucked up from day one and have to struggle <laughs> with shit and have all kinds of emotional problems, physical problems, mental problems that we have to deal with, all kinds of disorders and disabilities and shit that makes it feel like we look ugly, like we are ugly, we don't have enough money, we don't have enough this, that when people write to us and say, I'm just relieved that listening to you guys, I can finally come out of the closet and go, yeah, I'm as fucked up as they are. Wow, what a relief. I can be myself. <laughs> uh, that alone makes it worth it to do this show. <laughs> Kathy. What? <laughs> I just want you to know that I, I hear you and I'm glad that that. But if you gave me a choice to be rich and pretty, I would just go ahead and do that, too. Well, what on earth makes you think that if the genie came out of the bottle, I wouldn't ask for that too? Well, I'm just saying you've you know like you know because there's, cause there's there are... a difference between me being making myself be okay with this and making myself live a happy life by not holding up myself up to a standard that I simply can't meet. Sure, sure. And saying no to it if it walks through my front door. Fair enough. I, I'm not too proud to say I would absolutely take that. I would. I'm just looking down and I'm like, I would. Genie. Oh, Genie. <laughs> can I just see my penis? That's, I mean, I'm not asking for much. Just remove this 30 pounds of fucking second trimester pregnancy that I'm not really supposed to have because of my X and Y chromosome situation and remove that and then just let me see my penis without lifting something and sucking in. Hey, man, I, I hear you. I'd love to be able to see my vagina without a mirror. Uh, I'd love to be able to just look down. Oh, wait, what do you know? There's my vagina. Look at that. I have one. <laughs> man, I need to shave. What? I missed oh, a spot. Damn, I didn't know that was down there. <laughs> I missed a spot. God damn. <laughs> I really tried. Hey, you know what? On a related story, okay. Creative Explorer and I were, were driving around the other day and uh, I had asked him a, a question like, I can't even remember what it was. Oh, yeah. Like, what? what what's the, uh, if you only had one wish and you could get that one thing, what would that, what is that thing, that most desired thing that you would want? And he wow. had told me and we had talked about it and I had, I didn't want to tell him mine. I didn't want to tell him mine because mine sounded so lame and so stupid it would only make sense to me but it is absolutely the one thing that i would want the most i love the genie out of the bottle game that's fun sure so yours was kill all humans right uh no that's yours oh yes. yes i thought i yes. was not the only one no what is yours no, bat wings I'm not telling just you. Bat wing. just bat wings. Why wouldn't you up? tell me? Bat wings? What? Why would I want bat wings? Well, you said it sounded weird, so I'm like, maybe she wants bat wings. I mean, just like, because they're not stable. It's not like you want big, like, griffin fucking wings, you know, that spread, and you're all, wah, and you just <laughs> soar off. Maybe you just want to be like a retarded fucking butterfly going, boo, 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 boo. you know, I could see that as an odd request from a genie. 
I actually have bat wings. I'm swinging them right now. You mean your labia? <laughs> no. That's a very, it's a derogatory term uh, for the fat. Oh, under your, your arms, arm. the tricep fat. Yes. yes. I'm, I'm swinging it right now. It's very jiggly. Well, I'm glad that's turning you on. I mean. It's kind of funny, every, actually. Everyone's got a kink, Kathy, and I don't want to shame yours. I don't want to shame it. If that's what, what rocks your socks, man, let's do it. All right. Well, leave me to my kink. Okay. Anyway, I have one other small email if you want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, QCG wrote to us. QCG. That, that took me a while to figure that how to say that right because I kept stumbling over my own lips. Anyway, she says, I'm Connie. <laughs> it's the bat wings that did it. She says, I'm Connie. I started watching some of your how-to videos on YouTube, starting with how to make a dollar cheap BDSM flogger in one minute. Oh, right, right, right. And I love the show. Yeah, did you did you do videos of how to make a Yeah, yeah, I did flogger? it with Mew. And... That sounds like you. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> she says, I added you guys to my podcast list last month. I listen to two shows a day, and you definitely keep me laughing as I'm delivering pizzas. Thanks, guys, for making me laugh in the car as I work this shitty job. You definitely have made my day go better. Congrats on your near 300 show. That's how far back I've been holding these emails, motherfucker. Shut up, Kathy. No more guilt. <laughs> I get it. I like giving you the guilt. It's fun. <laughs> you know what's more important, Kathy? What? You know, like I have a list. At doing the show, you know, there's my fantasy list of what I'm going to get out of the show. You know, uh-huh. groupies was always number one. Sex oh, with you and your fucking groupies. sex with listeners. I can hold out hope, and I'm going to hold out hope. Don't you fucking take it from me. All right. <laughs> oh, that was made me gassy. That was so so, annoying. so groupies obviously number one. Enough money to you know have a place to live and do the show. That would be number two. I can't believe that's number two. It is number two because um, I can survive, uh, but not without pussy. I, we can see how I'm unraveling. Um, uh-huh, uh-huh. But the third was like like other perks. Like, I got to admit it. You know, I'm like, welcome to the family. Absolutely welcome. But I cannot say that the first thought in my mind when I read that email was like, oh, my God. Like. At the end of the night, when the pizza place closes, there's like, you know, how many pizzas are fucking left over? Yeah. And I'm like, eh? You bring us fucking free pizza? Fucking Kathy, free pizza. When have you ever gone to a party or a club or somewhere where there's pizzas laid out and you instantly have like giddy joy? And they're like, would you Uh, like a slice of pizza? And you're like, yes. Yes, I would like a free slice of fucking pizza. It tastes better than when you pay for it. You can buy pizza, but when it's free and someone just goes, have a slice of pizza. It's beautiful, Kathy. Mm -hmm. I know. you. Have you seen my size? Of course I want free pizza. So I take that, it every chance I get. You're not agreeing with me. I just can't believe that free pizza fits on, that it, it has a place on this list of you. It is. I mean, groupies, groupies, <laughs> enough money to have a place to live, place to record the show, free pizza. Just just saying. Uh-huh. Free pizza. You put it in. I mean, I can't, I know I can't, I don't really eat a lot of pizza now. I've been losing weight. I've lost 10 pounds. And I work out seven days a week. I get up like literally I was up at four this morning to kind of beat the rush into the gym and get the machine that I that I really like that works my man titties Mm -hmm. real hard. 
And so I'm Ooh. doing it and I've cut down a lot of, uh, of what I used to eat. And so, uh, so, but I can still dream of pizza. I've eaten I enough. I dream of a lot. <laughs> I've eaten enough. Like, have you ever done that on like when you're like, I can't eat this stuff anymore. Like, it's not going to not taste like the thing you've eaten a hundred thousand times. It's not like I'm going to like, I've eaten enough pizza for like six fucking humans, six fat humans. I've eaten enough pizza. So I, you know, I know, like I can close my eyes right now and I can be able, just like name some toppings on a pizza and I could literally just be like, oh yeah, oh yeah. Like you could say onions oh and bell peppers God. and I'm like, yeah, put a little mushroom on that. Okay. You can say oh. straight cheese, straight pepperoni and I can just thin crust or thick crust. Okay. Yeah. 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 Thin sauce or whatever. Spicy, whatever. With sriracha, without sriracha. Jalapenos. Fuck you. Yes. I'll eat pineapple. I'll eat fucking... I eat a fucking Alka-Seltzer on a pizza. I don't give a shit. It's pizza. And it would be bubbly. That's true. It would be a... Hot, Al- hot bread and cheese. I mean, <laughs> how can you go wrong? Alka-Seltzer pizza sure... sounds awesome. Ew. I'm sure that Connie, upon hearing this, is like, gee, I'm glad I wrote in. Now all they're talking about is that I deliver fucking pizzas. Wait, what about what the rest of the shit I said? Well, Connie... um. <laughs> If you uh, you want to handle the groupie thing first, you can skip the money part. Like if it's just literally your ass and pizza, win. That's fine. Two out of three. It's great. Two out of three. First oh, and third. I'm down. No, totally down. No one's ever going to write to us again. I still think that somehow you secretly just write these things and send it to us so we can feel like we have listeners. <gasps> You found out my secret. Is a zebra labia all covered with stripes? Seek our godly wisdom on some fucking advice. All right. I think this one is anonymous because like a dope, I forgot to write the name. So if you hear this, I apologize. Don't know your name, but this is what they said to us. Dear Boogie and Kathy, my fiance and I really enjoy the show and it's helped us get through many a long car ride. There is an issue we'd like your input on. My fiancé is a sadistic dom and I'm a masochistic sub. Obviously, we are in a femdom female-led relationship. That being said, we almost never find any sort of positive representation of femdom in any sort of media. Most of what we see about femdom, either on FET, porn, mainstream medium, or, or in real life, is that of pro-doming. And it's super disheartening. When I first met my dom three years ago, she said she had just about given up on finding a partner because the only men she was meeting were doomy subs right. or people who wanted to pay her for sessions. When she first told me this, I shrugged it off as her being a bit full of herself. <laughs> but then I started to notice it, too. The last play party we went to near the end of our private scene, some rando came up to her and asked about how much she was paying. I was paying for a session. Now, every time we go to a play space, I internally ask myself, are these people seeing us as a kinky couple or as a guy who doesn't matter and a lady who can be bought? Is the idea of a lifestyle femdom so unheard of that everyone just assumes any female dom must be doing it for money and not because they have an actual dynamic with a man? Is it just that we're looking in the wrong place or is the idea of other real life femdom couples to meet and hang out with too much of a fantasy. Ah, oi! That's a horrible thing to hear. Un- uh-huh. Unfortunately, it's a very real thing to hear. We've talked about this. I think almost this identical situation uh, sure. on the show for sure. 
And yeah. I mean, there's there's a few different answers to this. Like, it depends on where you are. It really depends on your in Los Angeles. We have a very, um, I would say, a pretty healthy female dominant, uh, not pay, not, you know, degradating like a legitimate female dominant male sub relationships. We have a pretty good community of that out here. Wherever you are, maybe the only people that are doing it are pays. Or once again, because media has shown this is like the only way, nobody has ever even known that they have the permission to have a different type of female dominant male submissive relationship. Right. I'm not going to lie. The majority. Oh, God, that's a hard one. Okay, I guess it depends. Hold on. Let me rephrase that. Mm -hmm. There is. I'm and I'm just going to come up with this figure based on my uh, memory and what I've seen. I'm going to say about a third of every uh, party goer that I've seen at a femdom party are men looking for someone to pay right. to do what they want. Uh, yeah. No. No. Exact. I don't think I'm exaggerating at all when I say that, and that is pretty good because the femdom parties that, uh, excuse me, <coughs> sorry, that I've been to. The people who run them work their fucking asses off to keep it a safe, fun, well-rounded party. It's not an easy thing to put to, uh, together a party and to run it consistently for a long time. Uh, having run both part types or all kinds of parties myself, I have found femdom parties to be the most difficult to put together and to keep going. Because it takes consistent effort. You can't just start a party and then when it takes off, you kind of sit back and let it go. You constantly have to be patrolling and making sure that the people in your party are not feeling totally icked out by perverts, by people who uh, get into your space, who don't know boundaries because they assume that this is just a place where you can go and do whatever you want. They don't realize, hey, motherfucker, we do have rules and you better follow them. I don't know why. But it happens to be more prevalent when it is a femdom party. So I get what they're saying. I totally agree that the majority of what you see in the media in any way has to do with uh, pay for play. And in somewhere in the, the email that I didn't, I, I took it out, or I didn't read it, was that he said he has no, absolutely no problem with people who pay for that. Good, good for them. Do it. And he's right. I, there is nothing wrong with uh, paid uh, dominance or submissives. But it's not all that femdom is. And it is rare to see a well-functioning femdom relationship that goes out in public because most of them don't want to put up with that shit and they end up playing at home. So you do have a tough road ahead of you because you're always going to run into, and like Boogie says, if in your area it is even particularly harder than that, then yeah, your hill to climb is an even steeper one if you then if you were in a community in which it's it's easier to at least find a meetup or a party where you feel safe but my opinion is get used to it i i know that's harsh but that's that's the environment that you live and play in when you are in a femdom relationship here here unfortunately i mean the thing i'm always going to suggest as an option which once again most people don't want to do is you can be the person to start building that community because they are out there. 
Maybe you have to start online, build a FetLife group, or join a FetLife group that maybe has people in a similar area or somewhere that's at least a few hours away that you can go and attend. Or it's going to be you trying to take the initiative and starting a legitimate non-pro femdom munch, uh, which we used to have all those instructions on how to start a munch and how to start a party and stuff like that. When we get another 15th real website, that information will be back up. Um, but it is hard. It is work. And once again, we you saying suck it up, buttercup, is true for all aspects of this community because we really like I literally Kathy I didn't even say this I have a TikTok account in those videos that one of those listeners was talking about like we are yeah. so uphill in media in social media that you can't do any kink education without just constantly being shut down I did a how to spank a watermelon video on TikTok. Now then, my other songs, the little short songs that I do on my TikTok page, literally are like, fuck her mouth, you know, anal lingus, stick a tongue in her ass. For some reason, that's okay. But when I did a legit, I mean, it was tongue in cheek, but I did all the things, negotiate, you know, get consent. And then I spanked the watermelon. And they deleted it. Yeah, they lose their fucking shit. They deleted it. How are we supposed to teach people about this amazing lifestyle that has consent and negotiation communicate when the second we do anything that's moderately associated with kink, even if you're being like they they adult aged my fucking turkey video where I did a play scene Mm -hmm. on a turkey, not even a human. Mm -hmm. It wasn't even alive. It was a piece of meat. And they're like, oh, no, no, that's creepy shit. You can't, you can't do that. They get away with murder with that, you know. Yeah, you can, speaking of murder, you can watch people die on YouTube. You can watch fights after fights after fights on TikTok. Excuse me. (coughs) But it's like, it is so uphill. There are so many, 11 to 15% of people. In the world, that's like 750 million people have a strong kinky tendency or desires. And most of us don't even know that there is a great way to have this type of life with your partners because we can't get any goddamn press that's not a femdom or something ridiculous. That's my fucking rant. I ran about yeah, this every week. But- no, no, no. You're we we're we're right when we say look, if you're in a femdom relationship or want to be, you are a niche kink within a niche community. You have to get used to the fact that it's not going to be super easy to find a partner. That's just it's just the way it is. I'm I'm sorry, but if you can if you can get over that and just embrace your relationship. And say fuck you to those assholes who see something else because they don't matter in your life. Those people don't matter. They don't mean anything. They get on your nerves and if they break the rules of the party, tell them to fuck off and then tell the person who runs the party and get that motherfucker banned. But otherwise, they don't matter. Yeah, Kathy, get them. Fucking sick, Kathy, on you. <laughs> good dog. Good dog. Good dog. 
<laughs> what kind of treats do you like as a puppy? I don't know that I like treats as a puppy. I've never done real uh, puppy play. I would love to do puppy play. I wish this fucking pandemic were over so I could try doing puppy play with somebody. Yeah, you, I think you would have an, a fucking amazing time. I would, but I would have to trust that person. Oh, my God, would I have to trust that person to even let my puppy out? I would say you would probably be looking for like a, someone who's legitimately trained puppies before so you could know that this is someone who understands the that play. Yeah. Like, I mean, if, I, if you need that much trust... Because anyone can I just feel so vulnerable doing yeah, that. Yeah, that's you know, why you... As vulnerable as somebody who decides to let out their little for the first time. Sure. And that's why I'm saying it's a good idea for someone that uh, that needs to let out that vulnerability that you probably want to go with someone that's done that shit yeah. before. That's true. How did we get to that? I don't know. You, you know what? Um, I'm sure you could probably talk to... I don't know if I can say her name on the show, but um, she's big puppy in the leather community. She runs the barbecue. Remember that barbecue they used to I know to who have? you're talking about. Yeah, yes, yeah. Yes. I mean, that would be a, maybe a great source to find, like, a really legitimate puppy trainer that you could explore right. with. She's a fucking kick-ass puppy. I don't want a trainer. I just want to be a puppy and do whatever I want. Well, you got to have someone. You'll just start peeing on people's no. legs and, you know. No. Yes. Chewing up couches oh. and shit like that. I chew up couches. Well, <laughs> all right. I'll go get the sex swing off the tree and you can gnaw on it a little bit. <laughs> it's a toy. Just a, a chew toy, toy, a sex swing <laughs> chew toy. Why not? Just watch out for those bolts. I'll have to take those off before you go into puppy space. You can't leave me anywhere. Don't leave me alone with a leather uh, sex swing because I'll chew the hell. You come home, you'll be like, who chewed up the sex swing? And then your face will instantly drop and you'll like start like start kind of like walking away and I'll be all, you know it was you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would be so funny. <laughs> yeah, we made it to the end of show 300 and and you know what I want you guys to do as soon as you're done listening to this recording pull out your laptops open an email type in pervertedpodcast at gmail.com and god damn it send us a message you can also swing by our perverted podcast profile on fetlife.com and send us a friend request because Boogie and I are needy as fuck and we will accept your request no questions asked <laughs> absolutely <laughs> A huge volcano size thank you to all of the lovely people who support us on patreon.com forward slash perverted podcast. You know what? When I go to bed at night, I get a warm, fuzzy feeling just knowing that you guys are all out there rooting for us. <sighs> Absolutely, Kathy. And thank you once again to our show sponsor, our stand uh, in show sponsor. Jekyll and Mr. Dom. He gets a couple weeks for his, Mr. Dom. for his donations, that volcano motherfucker. We have a lot of things coming up. Not going to tell you what they are because it's a surprise. I, I actually <gasps> I actually don't have anything, but I just, you know, you're supposed to tease the audience. Oh, make them, them want to come back and stuff like that. Um, if I could afford free pizza for everyone, I would just lay it out and we would all just sit around and eat free perverted podcast pizza. I love you guys and we will see you next week. Bye. 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 Bye.
can be free. I can be a llama. Llamas all have curly dicks and spit on you when you bring up your drama. I can be me and not give a damn. I can tuck my penis in between my legs and pretend I'm a woman. Morals and etiquette, fuck it, I've had them. Life's much more fun when you do something random. Chains of propriety scream for removal. I won't live my life for your bullshit approval. the world. I can poop up on a mountain. I can scream the bees are in my ass and jump into a public fountain. I can be God and make my own religion. I can paint a mural of a chick fucking a donkey in my kitchen. Morals and etiquette, fuck it, I've had them. Life's much more fun when you do something random. Chains of propriety scream for removal. I won't live my life for your bullshit approval. Eat like a Viking in a restaurant, have kinky sex in public places, wear a bikini to a funeral, and make odd contorted faces. Hmm. Wear a shirt made out of bacon, dye your pubic hair blue. I swear your life will suck much less if you change your point of view. Broaden your scope and expand your brain. Maybe watch two chickens fuck a toaster and see if you're entertained. Sex isn't war, or a battle of wits. I eat your pussy, fair is fair, now why won't you let me come on your tits? Why? Morals and etiquette, fuck it, I've had them. Life's much more fun when you do something random. Chains of propriety scream for removal. I won't live my life for your bullshit approval.